This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast. Hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Welcome back to the second happy hour of the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast. We are joined with our friends Michelle and Wendy to talk all things need in a relationship. And I'm your co-host, Ophelia Kinnersley. Cheers to the gin martinis I made for everybody. Delicious. So (laughs) we're truly going to talk just a little, little tiny bit about fondness and admiration, but really focus in on the needs of ourself and the needs of our relationship. And I think it's important as a female that you know what some of your needs are. And more importantly, you know how to address those needs and then tell your partner what they are. Well, and it's interesting that you pair fondness and admiration with the expression of needs a little bit because Mm -hmm. fondness and admiration is all about the stories I tell myself about my partner. So if I believe my partner doesn't want to meet my needs, they are incapable of it, they don't care, I am not going to ask for my needs. Or if I tell myself that my needs are not important and that their needs are more important or my kids' needs are more important, I'm not going to know how to connect with myself in order to have needs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the kids' sure. needs. Here. That's a big one. I mean, as a parent, as a mother, we all put yeah. everybody's needs yeah. ahead Absolutely. of ours. We're always the last on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And so when you sit down with yourself at the end of the day, you're like, oh, well, I should have did this for myself. Oh, I should have done that for myself. And it's like, you didn't carve out that time. You didn't think your needs were well, important. Right. But I don't always think it comes out like that. Like, I don't think I've ever gone to bed and been like, I should have done this for myself. I think it's more like, I'm pissed. I'm miserable. <laughs> I I feel neglected. I have basically my love tank is empty. And I've been trying to give out all this affirmation and love and listening. And for me, it just comes out as frustration. Like I don't even sometimes have words for it. Like, oh, I should have taken care of myself. I should have read for an hour. I should have just gone for a walk or stuff like that. But I think at least for me, like I grew up very much you don't really have needs or you don't express them to other people. Like you just need to bear down and keep moving forward and get things done. How many things can you get done in a day? And you don't complain. And it's just very much work, work, work. And so to be able to be like, okay, I really need this for myself. That is really difficult. Now I've gotten better at it. It's still, it's still hard. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Self-worth tied to your list of accomplishments. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of being like, I have worth, I am worthy. I am worthy of your attention. I am worthy of us to spend an hour together. I'm worthy of feeling like I can take time for myself. And I honestly, I had a counselor and she told me, talk to yourself how you would talk to your own daughter. And she's like, you would never tell your daughter the things that you're telling yourself. Like, it's cruel. And you have to be gentle with yourself. And when I started, when I reframed it and started looking at it like that, it just really, I don't know, it's, it made a difference for me. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And you're more gentle with your friends, with Absolutely. your your daughter than you are with yourself. But then how you talk yeah. to yourself and how you live your life also sets an example. To them. Right. Too. Yeah. And also to your partner. Like most of the time, <laughs> women will want their partner to be mind readers. How yeah. dare you not know that like yeah. I'm exhausted and the last thing I want is to be touched at the end right. of the night. And they're like, yeah. I was just trying to, you know. <laughs> I just was trying to give you a hot tonight, so, you know, I'm just trying to give you a compliment with this, you know. Exactly, because that's what I'm I'm going to need you to put that away and go do the dishes. (laughs) Exactly. Not Michelle. Michelle said no, you can do that. Guaranteed a good night's sleep, I'm just saying. I mean, I have put in all kinds of effort. Can you put in 15? Please. I love you, Michelle. Just saying. I love you so much. I don't know if you represent the minority. You are the minority at the point. We are all like, leave us alone. On this end of the table, and Michelle's like, My She's like, I want some more. <laughs> I have been working real hard all day long. I just want somebody else to work hard for me. Oh, that's right. You're like, I want I the big like O. The I deserve that. that. I don't know she says that. I'm that's so awesome. glad that we have a full bath. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle will be on the next podcast episode when. We what have- about masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> you missed that episode. We'll have that one again. We'll bring that back up again. I'll do the dishes if you do me. <laughs> That's your tagline. <laughs> there it is. Sound bites aplenty right now. So great. So, so I think that most of the time people will say, I don't even know how to identify my needs, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that I do mm-hmm. it is I first have to check in with what I'm feeling. And right. the vast majority of people only know like five of them tired, mad, sad. Frustrated and angry, right? Like, right. Yeah. that's about like the vast majority of emotions that people use. And so you really have to kind of check in and do a body scan with yourself. Download something called an emotional vocabulary list. If you were in my office, you'd get a copy of it first day, right? And just slow down and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Without judging it, just notice it. And say, for example, you're feeling depleted, right? You're at the end of the day, you're depleted. Well, and then I asked myself, what would be the opposite of depleted? Well, that would be taken care of, maybe, mm-hmm. or rested. And then I asked myself, what would be mm-hmm. happening right now if I that my partner would be doing that would make me feel rested or taken care of? And then I can go to them and I can say, babe, I'm feeling really depleted. Having you put the kids to bed and grabbing mm-hmm. me a glass of wine and coming and sitting in the bed with me would mean everything to mm-hmm. me, right? Yeah. yeah. But most of the time we just hold, 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 hold. Mm-hmm. And then we get frustrated and we try to mm-hmm. share our needs in the form of criticism. Most people, I don't know about you, <laughs> react well <laughs> when my partner says, yeah, I definitely want to sit and like give you the big O when you just yeah. told me that I suck at that, right? <laughs> like, and that I never think about yeah. your needs. <laughs> or you never take out the garbage. Or right. you, yeah. any conversation yeah. that starts with, and you never, right. please know the minute you're done saying whatever you have to say, that person literally oh, they just shut down, oh, shut down. And then all of their anger yeah. from the past, however well, many days just rose up at absolutely. you. I think it bears reminding that frustration or anger is a typically a secondary emotion, meaning that it's a protective emotion of a more uh, vulnerable emotion mm-hmm. like hurt mm-hmm. or sad or loneliness, right? Mm. And so if all our partner hears is anger and frustration, even if you're saying I'm angry or I'm frustrated instead of you statements, it's really hard to get past that. Mm. But if I come and I'm like, I've been really lonely and I need to be held, there's more chance of empathy that's going to come from your partner. It's going to get you a little bit farther. I don't think it's, I think you can absolutely say things like I get upset when 
but it's not some like, I don't like it when you don't. It's Mm -hmm. like, nobody wants to hear that, but it's like, it makes me sad that we don't spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. I get mad sometimes when I feel like you're not listening to me. So like yeah. when I, I feel not, when I feel to. not listened to, thank you, lady <laughs> Jensen. I'm <laughs> telling you that Gottman certification going to come out every time in the friendship. I can't say nothing right here. So sorry. Both of those college degrees. I got me nothing right now. All of my clients listening to this are like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. You, do you hear this? What do you have? What do you say? What's the appropriate? Like you want to take out as many you statements as possible. Like instead of saying like, I'm lonely because you really don't, I don't feel like you ever really listen to me. You want to say something like I, I don't feel listened to. Okay. Yeah. You can't get rid of all you statements. Like that's not the point, but it it is better to own your feelings because what happens is, Mm. is we make other people take ownership of our feelings Mm. and then we can't really identify our needs. And I think it's really, really, really important to own it, to know it, to say it, to label it. And actually there's brain scan studies Mm. that showcase when somebody can identify a need verbally or just label an emotion, they see a reduction in its intensity by 40%. Wow. Mm. So if you're never really checking in with your emotions. And when most what emotions? Are, what are you talking about? I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. So think about it. Most people come in and just say, I I'm, love that and hush. No. <laughs> most people come in and be like, I'm overwhelmed. And yeah. the feeling of overwhelmed is because you're feeling too many feelings at once. So yes. it's like, let's piece apart the overwhelm feeling. Is there sadness? Is there anger? Is there fear? Is there disappointment? And like, let's start labeling them so we can chunk out this yeah. overwhelm. Yes. I'm not That's saying you can be fine. You just know how I feel about that. I know. That. It's my favorite word. I'm always saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That lets me know you're I'm not. So. I have a shirt that says, I'm fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I thought Ophelia what fine means. Go ahead, Ophelia. Oh. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. So. Mine just means I'm not committing to saying I'm good. I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm not shitty. I'm not great. I'm fine. <laughs> well, in this relationship with Sonia and I, the minute that comes out, that means like, Run. But like no. SOS. If either one of you says fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. bad. Okay. So bad. Like, we, right. we know, like, mm-hmm. stop what you're doing. Go and tend to that person because it's bad. I just want yeah. you to know that Ophelia never says she's fine. I'm the only one that, like, on Fridays after work, she calls me and she's like, how'd it go today? And I was like, I'm fine. And then she's, like, over at my house in two hours. <laughs> but Ophelia doesn't have needs in this relationship. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is our very own podcast about how you always think I don't need anything. Yeah, oh, this is a don't perfect example to me of, of how, you know, just that you can hear, you're almost predicting what she needed just by her saying that. And you were talking about how our partners can't do that. Yeah. It's because women anticipate the needs of everybody else 100%. and guys just yeah. don't. So we're expecting them to do it because we can do it. It's like, if we right. can do it, why can't you do it? What's the matter with you? You're broken. I said you. <laughs> I said you. I'm, but I'm like, why can't you do it? We can do it. Turn it on. Where is it? Why can't you do it? Yours is broken. Mine is broken. I, this I comes from watching a big thing. But this yeah. comes from watching too many romantic comedy movies no, where the leading man, like, you know, knows all of these things, but in reality, women are superior. We know. <laughs> I just, <laughs> how else are we going to think about this? We literally just said we can anticipate her needs. That's not a romantic movie relationship. You didn't pull that out of a movie. It's just because you're a human being who understands how other human beings work, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like men. Sorry, I'm not trying to be mean here, but for the love, 
just try. I think I feel <laughs> like I, there's man issues that Sorry. we can talk about. <laughs> no, I just like because that is one of those things, no. like being able to anticipate somebody's needs, especially when you have been together for so long. Yeah. Why can't you? Well, <laughs> women are women are higher on the empathy scale, right? True. Like we can usually feel the emotions of others before they feel it themselves, and then True. we anticipate yeah. what their needs and are. And you know what? Honestly, I I mean, having been married for such a long time, I struggle with that really bad because I. I'm usually good at being really empathetic. I can usually, I can read people usually pretty well and like be able to diffuse things pretty quickly and like just be thoughtful. But Eric, that wasn't how he was wired. Now, of course, he's empathetic and he's kind and loving. I learned I was trying to make him into me. And like sometimes what goes through my head now when I'm like, gosh, you should have known that, you know, if you would have just made the bed and just helped me out a little bit this morning right. and you knew how grumpy I was and all that I went through less. Now I'm like, okay, Eric can get out the door for vacation and make everybody laugh and everybody's relaxed and having a good time. I can't do that. Eric can do, he can help with math homework for an hour and a half and then go and do something else and help another kid, even when he's worked all day long. and. I don't have that patience. And so having to remind myself all the different ways and all the different things that he can do that I struggle with or have a hard time with, because honestly, it was like, just looking at him is like, well, why can't you do what I can do? Why can't you do this? And it was dividing us instead of bringing us together. And it was, there are so many different characteristics that he has that I don't have that just complement and make both of us better, you mm-hmm. know? And it was just like, not, nah, I'm sure everybody's part no, of No, I love that. I love that because yeah. I remember like when Amelia was born and Neil had never done a girl's hair. He has a brother and he's British and yeah. my husband doesn't have a lot of hair, but that's another story. Do you know how much hair he got? This is yeah. not new. Why y'all my husband her? has no hair. Right. So. Yeah, no. My husband has, bless him, He we have enough hair for everyone. All three of us. Nobody else needs any more hair in this family. But like, doing Amelia's hair, and then I was I handed him the brush and walked away. And he, he was, what would you like me to do with this? And he, he was like, brush her hair. And he literally, baby touching her, oh my god. <laughs> you don't know how to do her you'd have never had a daughter how would you know how to do yeah. her hair? and i had to like stop yeah. laughing and then <laughs> right. and then like come to terms with like oh you don't know this oh, so no. i can't have the expectation of go out and do this thing that me yeah. as a girl at every camp every cousin's mm-hmm. event we're all doing each other's hair right mm-hmm. he'd barely seen a brush and so i'm like Oh my gosh. Like it was such a pivotal moment in our relationship of all the things Mm. I expected him to know Mm. because he's almost 10 years older than why don't you know how to do this? Why don't you You don't know what you don't know? At what point do you expect Mm. them to know? But so really, so in this relationship, so say you, you've been almost, almost 16 years. Thanks for almost yeah. throwing that in there. Sorry. <laughs> what point do you expect mm. the knowledge to be there to anticipate mm. a need then? It just happened. I mean, I was so, yesterday before I came over, I was so hungry and I just was not having a good day. I had a lot of things to do and he was talking to me and he just stopped talking and he was like, what's wrong? I'm like, everything is good. He was like, are you hungry? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I'm hungry. And he was like, then I have 10 more minutes of this meeting. I'm going to run out and get us some food before you have to go do the next thing you have to do because I can tell you're hungry and you're fu- you're getting mm-hmm. frustrated about the most menial thing you would normally never get frustrated about. Yeah. Right. So he's very 
we are in tune with each other. It's not perfect, Michelle. We have our moments, mm-hmm. but he and he's intentional about a lot of the things that he does. He listens to me and I listen to him. So Well, and awesome. I think it's differentiating too, like I think getting back to the subject, like what are your needs? Like if mm-hmm. this is if you really need him I mean, we have high expectations in marriage, right? Which I think we should, but try and decide what is actually, what do I really, really need from this person? Making sure I am so clear, like a kindergarten clear. Like, listen. <laughs> That's coming from a on Friday. <laughs> on Friday, I am exhausted. I have worked these many hours. I am exhausted. I don't want to do A, B, and C. And I would like one, two, and three. You know? And it's mm-hmm. kind of just being super clear so there's no... And not like that, but just being like, you know, I would feel really loved by this and I need this and this would really help fill my tank for the weekend and then we can have a great weekend together, you know, right. but it's, it's being fuzzy and like the mind reading and stuff. And, and that's probably just, I mean, for some people, that's just not going to happen, especially engineers. Like, yeah, he is sure. an engineer. He doesn't think like that. He doesn't think So don't give him like some me. ambiguous things. No. So. so I have this problem and you know, I'm addicted to candy, like gross, disgusting. <laughs> I, like, I mean, like I love nice. nerds and awesome. I love black well, licorice. No. Don't. <laughs> I no. stop. Stop. It's good. That's it's good. Okay, it's grandpa. <laughs> I would always test Eric and I'm like, it's, you know, Friday night. I'm like, go, go to 7-Eleven and get me candy. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't just choose for me. And then he comes home and I'm like, I don't want both. <laughs> because after all these years, uh-huh. I swear I've had this exact thing. <laughs> Surprise me. And I'm like, really? That's what you surprised me? Okay, exact don't thing. let anybody choose for you. I know no, what kind of candy but you but like. That's, Ophelia, like, we could all be married to each other and we would never have a problem again. It's like, how long do you have to be with somebody <laughs> before they pick up on little things like so that? So are that's you saying in your marriage, mm-hmm. there is not some consistent things that he's meeting your needs on consistently that he's learned about you since college because you're college, Michelle. Well, and now this career, Michelle, you're in two different places now. Well, no, I vote. Okay. Maybe I worked in college too. But that's fine. Yes, yeah, sure. No, I'm just saying after two decades, yeah, little things like candy mm-hmm. or well, something along it. those things, like, or how to give that an orgasm. Change. I mean, well, hey, listen, I'm not going to fully complain on that one. He's, I'm doing the dishes and he's doing it. <laughs> so if we're good, we're good. We've got a positive. But with the candy. Yeah. Just, I'm just using those examples because you brought yeah. If you don't know by now, are you ever going to figure it out? <laughs> like, there's just little things like Maybe paying not. attention. I like the little, I'm a little things person. The mm-hmm. little things. Details. Me, right? Mm-hmm. Big things, I feel like, can be easier. Something, it's the little things that just like, mm-hmm. yes, you know me. Yeah. I am one of those small details per people because I pay attention like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I want it. But have you had this conversation? But that's a need. Mm-hmm. Have yes. you said that yes. to him? Yes. But you can say it a million times. And people will be like, how many times do I have to say this? Yeah. Like, I love nerds and black licorice right. and red vines red licorice i do not like twizzlers twizzlers are better Sorry, oh my god it. that's disgusting I don't like it's red, red vines, vines. but yeah, anyway california people i'll take oh, you <laughs> i will often test eric and we have we're married to two different erics just mm-hmm. wendy and i are. are just just fyi i'll test him i'll test him and be like go get me something and because i don't know what i want i just want candy and then he gets back and I'm like this. But now in our marriage, I've grown to say like, he might not be able to read my mind and remember every little kind of candy that I like, or the store might be out. And I am choosing to focus on the effort. So sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to yeah. buy me gifts. I swear to oh, all yeah. things holy and true, Eric not pick me a gift to save his ever life. Oh my God. <laughs> and so like every Christmas I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
<laughs> Look at this. It's so great. But, you know, I might never wear it, but I'm going to appreciate the fact that he attempted. He tried, he tried to piece things together. You know, he's like, he wants to tell me how he pieced it together. But And I don't have the heart to be like. Okay, I wanna, last birthday gift was really nice. I tried to get was my last birthday? the charcuterie board stuff and you didn't like it. Oh, my God. I no, tried that, to was get mother, him to, that was, that was Mother's Day. Day. I tried to get him to get you this other He thing. literally went out and spent $250 on charcuterie board stuff. Like a oh. cheese? Like, Did you no, have a like, special date or like, something where there was charcuterie? No, no. So I told. I said, like, I would love to start making charcuterie boards. And he took that as, like, here's $200 worth of, like, caviar. and But I don't, we don't eat caviar, okay? Like, all this stuff. I don't even know how to use it. I've never made a charcuterie board in my life. And, like, here's this board on how to make. I feel like she has caviar. She could have brought us. No, okay, so all of it's sitting in my cupboard. I still have not to this day made a charcuterie board. And Eric has eaten all <laughs> of the charcuterie board So you're like, stuff. who was this gift for? I know. Serving gifts? And he was, it was really sweet, but uh, even Ophelia was trying to like give him tips. I was trying to give him tips. I was like, well, she likes this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm going to get her the charcuterie So yeah. I have a pasta maker that I... I uh, saw that in your uh, pantry. I was like, does she make I got pasta? that the Mother's Day before last, oh. and it has never come out of the packaging because oh. I don't know how to use it. But I said I wanted to, like, how do you make a pasta so class? But the positive would be he's listening to you. For sure. But like he's, you know, kind of like overshooting it. And Eric is like somebody who will just throw money at it. And I'm like super like, don't send money at that. Yeah, I feel you. But that could be a good date night in the new house of you making pasta. Mm -hmm. I can show you how to make pasta because I know Thank you. Michelle knows how to. Apparently you're going to be my date for making the pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Very easy to make pasta. It's not hard. I'll eat it. Wendy will design the house, which she currently do. Yeah, so Wendy is designing my house and it looks amazing. She stole Wendy from me, but that's a different show. Oh, and so. Such a brat. Wendy, tell everybody how amazing I am. I literally was going to go... Okay, Wendy, you listen, don't have to say anything on either of one you, of our behalf. Listen, oh both God. of you are amazing to work for. Like, you guys are dreams. Like, you're just like, oh, use whatever, you know, what vision do you see here? Go for it. Enjoy it. Love it. You know? You're literally and sitting in the it. room, Wendy Dyer. I feel like a million bucks because they make me feel like a million bucks. Well, so. you're worthy you. of feeling that way because you're amazing. Oh, so, so, how are you going to go home now after this yeah. and intentionally? speak your need to yourself and to I just say I feel like you have to first admit it to yourself because it's a hard I think it's a hard one for women like I think it's hard for us to actually be like this is a need that we need something yes, yes. oh y'all sure. no you really I'm not Man. quiet either so well, I say but I use the you so yeah. I'm not supposed to I just need to say I okay I can't I say I need I, you I need to just say I need this well okay so you don't or it's use important it. to me yeah what like, about, like okay. it's important to me when you if you go to the store and you know <laughs> I like Reese's peanut butter cups, sure. okay? And you just bring those home once in a while, that tells me that you're thinking of me and mm-hmm. you know me. Mm-hmm. I want to be known by you. I want you to know me. Right. You know, and that for me, that's in doing this, this, and this, these small things, right. you know, just being a little thoughtful. But mm-hmm. like, I feel you don't want to put it like, I feel so easily. No, I mean, I'm the same way, but Eric and I will both get really defensive if we feel like, well, I do know you, you know, right. or whatnot. Yes. And so it's kind of being able to just shut that down and just be like, I love you so much. And I want to feel known by just 
being so vulnerable that mm-hmm. you're, they can't, they just want, they just see how much you love them. You know, they see that it matters to you mm-hmm. and like that it's just me. And maybe you need it, right. Yeah. And maybe it needs to be a schedule thing. I remember um, being so yeah. busy in the day, we wouldn't talk until at night because mm-hmm. I was trying to start the business. Mm-hmm. We had just moved here. Aaliyah was little. We just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to say to myself at 12 o'clock every day, call, call, text Neil, call, text Neil. And it's an intentional thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need to say to him, because he does work downtown and there's plenty of foods Mm -hmm. that you like. On Thursdays, you're in charge of dinner. Surprise us and bring home something, Mm -hmm. one of our favorites. But to Michelle's point, though, you can say a use statement as long as it's not in blame. So I can say, I need you to do this. Okay. As long as you're not saying you never this or Mm. you always this. But I do think we have to deal with disappointment sometimes because we can say the same need over and over and over again. And Mm -hmm. it feels like our partner just is, it's Mm -hmm. like not getting through their dense head. And we feel like we're saying it correctly. We're saying it clearly. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. why can't it happen? Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. what you're thinking? Mm -hmm. It it goes back to the different personalities. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they're just not capable, but it's a frustration on like our part, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I'm curious. Mm. It's a need. You yeah. express need. If they're what if they're just not capable and then that needs not to be met. Is it okay? Yeah. Is it a deal breaker? Right. And at sometimes something is a deal breaker right. and sometimes it isn't. But how do we deal with that disappointment? Mm-hmm. And what I often find is like we'll be having these conversation in couples sessions and one partner will say, I've asked you over and over again or told you how much how important this is to me. And I'll look at the other partner and I'm like, you're a really smart person. Like, mm-hmm. I know you hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Resistance is our greatest teacher. What is it about this request? What does it bring up mm-hmm. for you? Like, where's the stall out? And we sometimes have mm-hmm. to explore it. And there's usually stories behind it. Mm-hmm. But we look at resistance and we judge it and we get we get really shameful because it's like, I know I could do better at that. It's like, mm-hmm. I know you know what your partner is asking you to do, but it's not a matter of knowing it. It's a matter of doing it. So let's talk about the resistance. What comes up for you when you think about doing that? And that goes to the mm-hmm. love mapping. It goes to the curiosity mm-hmm. and it brings empathy and compassion. And then there's usually a renegotiation. Mm-hmm. Or at least a step forward that we can put in there. Not always, but in the vast majority, if we we come at it from the place of curiosity and ask the right question, sometimes we can get through that resistance. You know, and that's interesting because I think I struggle with that so much because of manipulation. Because I think if you were manipulated growing up or you live with that or you're sensitive to that, like it can feel this person is just trying to mold me into, I get really defensive and, and... you yeah. know what I mean? Like Changing there's, who you are. yeah. I and see. there's always, it's just interesting because it is always a little bit deeper, you know, than it, what you're saying, like trying to figure it out. A little bit part of a relationship though. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to accept the other person, but aren't you also supposed to meet halfway and change? It's a give and take change a little. For yeah. Them, but right? if he said to you, I feel like sometimes you're just trying to manipulate me or you want me to be a certain, and I'm not saying this oh, at no, no, all no, about you're him, good. but yeah. like you would be like, no, is that why you're not, you know, Getting me said, do you know what I mean? Like maybe. you, it I'd would be like, maybe I am. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and you know. now it all makes sense. <laughs> so we're back to controlling we are, are we? I feel like but, I should have even laughed right there. No, 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 think no, about no. it. Like oh, manipulation no. is our way of getting what we want out of right. the situation. Sure. So we might not be intentionally trying to be terrible with manipulation, but we are trying to get our way in it. 
right? Right. Well, um, we aren't trying to ask them to change a habit, habit or, or change like, something. Mm. Right? But if you're mm. sensitive to that, you might automatically, right. like, mm. even if it's good intentions, like I'm manipulating the situation because I really need to have X, Y, Z, right? And so it's never black and white. We're never talking about what we're talking about. If you look at it, it's just like, I'm disappointed my partner can never meet my needs. We lose really mm. rich opportunities to learn about ourselves and mm-hmm. to learn about our partner and to understand the stories that shape us. Mm-hmm. Like I love the question in the Gottman Method. There's an exercise called the Dreams Within Conflict. And the second question that is, is there a story behind this for you or does it relate to your childhood or background Mm -hmm. history in some way? So we're taking a a subject, I don't know, buying me the right kind of candy at the store. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, the first question is talking about the values. Like what are your values or beliefs around what, when your partner asks for candy at the store, like I'm just making up something stupid. But there's a story behind it. I feel resistance and I think I should be able to do what my partner's asking me to do, but I can't get there. Well, what's the story behind that? What drives this? Because couples counseling and being married in general or in a long-term relationship, you will learn facets of yourself that were never really there. And so you ha- a part of this process is really digging deep into yourself and asking yourself, what am I fighting for instead of what am I fighting about? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes mm-hmm. buying the right candy has something to do with wanting to have autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or wanting to be spontaneous. And maybe they had a childhood history where a parent always wanted them to do X, Y, Z, but they wanted to be more creative in their gift giving. I mean, we don't know. Right. But I think mm-hmm. we miss opportunities to really learn ourselves and each other when we mm-hmm. only focus on the fact that our partner is resistant instead of what that resistance is protecting. Hmm. Interesting. Why you always got to be all deep and stuff? So <laughs> it's good. No. So on that note, are you going to go home and meet a need for yourself, or are you going to be able to go home and address a need that your partner has? Hmm. Michelle, I feel like all I do is address needs of everybody else, but I might, maybe I will try to bring one up verbally, bring one up without expecting it to automatically be done. What about you, Wendy? He was very thoughtful this morning and took our puppy out for like an hour and a half walk so I could sleep. So he was trying to be thoughtful. He was thoughtful and met my need. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to try to think of something I can do, a need that I can meet for him. Dr. Jensen. I do things perfectly and flawlessly. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she does. (laughs) I am probably going to specifically think about what I need and give it to myself. I like that. So. And I'm perfect. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks for this uh, no the latest <laughs> episode of the Love and Sex Unfiltered. Thank you, Michelle and Wendy, for being here with us. Thank you. There you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it, and share it on Instagram, or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at the Sonia Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered, and dig deep.